We have a white men problem. And we as white men who know better have to fix it by standing up to our brothers, our fathers, our cousins, and our friends. This shit is on us. Hate in the U.S. is a white disease, a cancer that grows in many forms. From the words we use to the laws our elected leaders pass, from the way our police are instructed to a health system that ignores entire communities, hate is embedded in our lives and rooted. It is persistent and pernicious, inimical and injurious, but it's curable, and that cure starts with people who look like me and skin the color of mine. It starts in our homes, but we must be taught in our schools, our places of worship, and embraced where we work. Its cure means standing up to those we love and those we tolerate. Hate is everywhere. Its cure must be everywhere. It starts with us and must therefore end with us. All of us. That is a post that I put on social media this week after the heinous murders in Atlanta. This episode is dedicated to, to this idea. And if you're in the extreme minority, again, just assuming here, but the extreme minority of my listeners who doesn't agree, uh, you can turn this one up, off. If you're one of the people who listens to stuff like this and goes, why has it always got to be about race? You can turn this one off. Uh, but for you in, in particular, it's always about race. It, it, the reason that you're able to say, why is it always about race? Is because for the longest time, it has been about race in a way that is so embedded in everything that we do that now talking about it openly is like nails on a chalkboard to people like you. This is a white person problem, and more specifically, a white man problem. But white men are usually <laughs> abated. That's not the right word. Uh, they're allowed, they're taught, they're, they're, <laughs> their hate is allowed to grow and fester by white women, so you know we can't leave them out too. It's not just black lives. It's not just Asian lives. It's not just anti-Semitism. It's not just trans hate. It's hate, and it's all coming from the same source. You know, and and yes, of course, it's not all white people. We know it's not all men. Yeah, we know. But the ones doing this are men. The ones doing this are white men. So in that way, it it is all men, all white men. There's no point to this Monday motivation. There's no. I'm not going to leave you feeling good or yeah, let's get this week as I do sometimes because I'm not feeling that as I record this. I don't know that there's an end in sight because I don't think there's enough people who truly are willing to see an overcorrection because that's what needs to happen we can't expect this to end by just finding equality it has to be equity and for those not familiar with the difference between those two if if you're six foot and i'm five six giving us each a stool that is six inches tall yeah that's that's equal 
But if we're trying to see over something seven feet, you're going to be fine. I'm still not going to be able to see. That's equity. Giving me a bigger stool because I need it. And because I deserve it. That's what we need in this country. And and for people who want to push back on things like Black Lives Matter and say All Lives Matter, well, no shit. <laughs> but the problem is when people say that lives are important, they're assuming white lives. So we have to be clear that it's black lives. And that's why when things like the media coverage of this shooting doesn't talk about the fact that this was a white guy who targeted Asian women, that's a problem. That's a big problem. We can't just talk about it like it's a, any old murder because this one had a different motive. It's important to point that out. We have to talk about these things. We have to educate about these things. We have to talk about these things early. I saw a post the other day about someone who was bitching that, you know, their kid, their nine-year-old, whatever, shouldn't have to learn about racism. Well, <laughs> black nine-year-olds have to experience it. So I think your little Timmy can learn about how he's unintentionally or maybe intentionally, I don't want to assume, perpetuating racism. I think that's fine. That's what an overcorrection looks like. It means you have to be uncomfortable because you not being uncomfortable is why we're still doing this shit. If that means I have to lose so that somebody else can win, fine. That's where we are. Would I prefer it to be a situation where we all won equally? Yeah, but that's equality, not equity. I was born on third base. It's not fair to me. No. It's not fair to people for me to then look back at the other dugout at people who aren't even getting to play and being well, like, why can't they score? Huh? It's on them. And for those of you laughing, that is an actual example that my dad used to teach us growing up because we were surrounded by those people being people from wealth. We went to school with people who honestly were born like basically already on home plate. Like they'd hit the home run already and then would look back at the other dugout and be like, well, it's on them then. You know, I did it. No, you didn't. You didn't do shit. And I know that. I know that. I know that the reason I get to sit here and talk to y'all, the reason that I am able to do something that that does not have to put finances first is because of that privilege. So when I coach people, when I work with people, we work on little things because I can't assume that the people I'm working with can make the big changes that I get to make. I can experiment with shit. If it goes wrong, I'm fine. I still have food. I still have a wife. I still have a roof over my head. That's not the case with a lot of people, and I know that. But I hear this happens to me all the time. I hear people in this profession that I'm in who basically have that mindset of, well, I made the change. Why can't you? And it's like you had a million dollars in the bank. You can make the change. This person who's living paycheck to paycheck can't make that change. And it's really horrible for you just to, to look down on them and be like, see, I can do it. No, come on. That's bullshit. Wake up. That's my message for this week. Wake up. Have a great week. 
reach out on social media, follow me all the places, you know, do do that so that you can maybe win some Roadrunner swag or, you know, if you want swag, that's cool. But I would personally pick one of their products. But, you know, I'm not you. And join the Facebook group. Thank you to the over 60 people now who have already done that. That's awesome. I don't know. I don't know why you're doing this. <laughs> that's not true. It's great conversations, and I appreciate it. But, you know, I am humbled by it. It makes me happy. All right. I love you all. Choose your struggle.